Welcome back to House of Bravo, your weekly housewives recap with a cosmic twist. I'm Tasha, an intuitive astrologer, also known as the agent of Pluto. And I'm Emma, an astrocartographer and human design reader. Well, oh my gosh, we are finally back after a little winter break. Thank you, everyone, for your patience. But just in case you might have missed us, you know, we did put out a couple of really fun bonus episodes for y'all, uh, you know, during our winter session. So you might want to check those out. Yes. And in case you skipped out on our bonus episodes, we have some great news for you. Retrograde season is finally over. All planets are in a direct motion. And energetically, things are looking up for us. I feel like we need a soundtrack with like a yay. Yeah. (laughs) Confetti cannons, like everything, honestly. Especially after like this past full moon in Leo last weekend, I feel like things are definitely starting to clear. And in fact, we actually have like this Mercury-Pluto situation today, too. So like maybe some thoughts might come up and realizations. Um, But, you know, it's all par for the course. It is coming to the end uh, of our year. Yes, we are nearing the end of the astrological year, which ends with Pisces. But as we all know, we're just kicking off the Gregorian New Year. And we're both really excited to be back in the studio, a.k.a. our closets, just Mm -hmm. in time (laughs) to wrap up Salt Lake City and catch up with the rest of our Bravo fam. Yes, and obviously Jersey premiere in Miami has been so fire, but... Since you started off with SLC, I feel like we just should get right in and get right out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Get in, get out, wrap that up and uh, put it on a shelf till next season. Yeah, an elf next to that other elf on the shelf. Like I just, it was just such a very painful drag out, honestly. Like I don't even have anything crazy astrologically I want to even, actually that's a lie. I always feel like I find something, but... <laughs> I guess, like, the one thing we like, we have to talk about is Heather's fucking black eye, right? Like, I mean, we're all sick of talking about it, but what was your take? Because we actually have not really discussed it. You had your own sympathy black eye as well. Guys, it was wild. I woke up the day after I watched that episode. Or was it maybe later the day that I watched it? Anyway, I... All of a sudden got a black eye out of nowhere. It looked nothing like Heather's, but like my whole upper eyelid turned purple and stayed like that for about four days. No explanation whatsoever. So I kind of at that time, I was like, whoa, maybe she could have gotten this out of nowhere. (laughs) You know what is what is interesting, right? What her whole I guess in the reunion, she said ultimately like, you know, it was she felt like shame watching I guess herself be that drunk and like allowing herself to be in that situation or like her relationship with alcohol, right? Like shame around that. I thought it was interesting Um, in her chart. She has Saturn and Mars like in Libra conjunct. Um, And it kind of, to me, it felt very, very much emblematic of that situation. You know what I mean? Where it's like, social decorum and like understanding what social is and like being indecisive about how to handle it and like holding a lot of opinions like I feel like she also confused herself I feel like based on like the conversations with producers maybe also can like she was just holding so many thoughts and like she does have like a Venus in Gemini you know and that forms that like really harmonious flow since they're both air signs um with those placements so 
and that Mercury in Gemini too, it just, I feel like she was just, this was just like an air sign fail or like an air energy fail um, around social decorum and like understanding. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. And we don't know her exact time of birth, but we know she's a Sagittarius rising, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So potentially that conjunction of um, Mars and Saturn that you mentioned, like that Mm -hmm. could be in her 10th house of public and how you're viewed. So um, rule over by Virgo, like standards, perfectionism, like the right order of things right should be right control yeah and um yeah gemini's in the sixth house so like the ruler of libra also falling in that virgo house um yeah we don't know we don't know it was very interesting how that whole thing played out like the way that and like i can totally understand being like mortified that you get so blacked out that on national television that you don't Mm -hmm. remember what happened to you Mm -hmm. um but just the way that she went about the whole thing where first she was like i know you guys know it was just it was kind of very like scorpio moon trying to like Mm -hmm. suss out um yeah 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 what happened by pretending she knew what happened so that oh. was kind of interesting um but hold on if we're talking about the eye we can't not mention the evil eye patch that just yeah to appear <laughs> at the goddess dinner <laughs> the very handy eye patch like what that was that was so i mean that was very chic that was a very chic eye patch so like I just don't understand how they like whipped it up so quickly. Yeah. Like how did no one bring this up? How did Andy not ask about this at the reunion? Because I feel like he really went into the eye thing. But how did he not mention like who just has she said that Jen and Meredith um made it for her? But who just has an eye patch and blue and white puff glue on hand when you're on vacation? (laughs) Yeah. Production. Production. I don't know. Arts and crafts. I was just what god like goddess was one eyed, where like maybe someone was going to use that as part of their of their costume, but mm. I don't know. That's- yeah, that that was. <laughs> I mean, God, what a what a dumpster fire. I mean, ultimately, like I don't really have anything else to say about Salt Lake City. That reunion was such a snooze fest. It really isn't a show without Jen, regardless of how you might feel about her. Um, funny story, like Jen's also, I guess, going to be headed off to prison or reporting to prison, like around another loot nation, I think, like around that new moon in Pisces. Um, so, you know, tracking her life consistently with the lunations again. Um, but yeah, I mean, who, uh, I'm curious, ultimately there's not very many people to choose from, but who are your LVPs and MVPs of the season? I guess LVP and MVP of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, my MVP, most valuable player, was mm-hmm. Jen. I think, like, that's probably muted. Mm-hmm. She may be a bad person, but she's funny, and I will miss her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's, like, cheering for Mary to come back. It's the same thing, right? She's funny, but she's, like, a garbage human also. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. 
like it's not weird that people want her back because again she is funny but how can you be talking about how horrible of a person i mean not just jen but people like really go after erica jane who Mm -hmm. wasn't the anyway this is like a tangent but um (laughs) yeah another bad person but funny um and then my lvp this one was a little hard for me i like i'm kind of torn so my real lvp was angie k because she was kind of boring and was more of a like friend of material than housewives mm. in my opinion but then also kind of heather for breaking my heart um <laughs> yeah how about you really had a heather really had a had a fall from grace like it was kind of wild to see how it all unraveled for her um let's see for me who did i yeah but you know what kind of on that before you we move on like i'd be you know yeah, how yeah. so many celebrities like ride so hard for heather like rihanna and like all these people yeah and how much they love i wonder if they're feeling the same way that the rest of us viewers do or if they're just like still ride or die heather um fans mm. <laughs> i yeah it would be nice to get a follow-up i mean clearly you know I, we were just obviously binging Jersey and it just reminded me of um, the reunion where Andy was like, oh, Rihanna's hope. Rihanna hopes that she parents like Teresa or like is like Teresa's mothering style. I thought that was really cute. Um, yeah. OK, my LVP. Um, I'm so like rattled because there's only like four of them and I feel equally about all of them. Um, I think Lisa is my LVP, Lisa Barlow. Your LVP? I know, I know. This is why it's like I have to explain my thought process. I know. I love. Here's the thing. I like really like Lisa. I love Lisa. Love her. I really that do. was shocking to me. I know. I like really stand our fast food queen. Like I will go to bat for her, and I like obviously obsessed over that hot mic moment. Even though, like, if we were friends in real life, if anyone did that to me, you're dead to me. Um. So, I just here's the thing. I felt like it's right there for her to really be that center diamond figure. You know what I mean? And like, I just don't know if she kind of brought that. I need more from her because basically she just wrote the whole season off her last season. And I'm just, you know, maybe this is more of like, a ooh, I hope she like actually crushes it next season um, and like really brings it as like the housewife caliber we know she can be on the show because her Twitter antics and like her social media stuff is like super on point. But on the show itself, I want like more substance out of her um and then for my i feel like she was a little gun shy after that hot mic moment yeah yeah Uh, there was like a little bit of a recoil which just own it and i think she's starting to come more into it but i think that's just like the problem with this show right like i'm not even going to give an mvp because i don't think there was an mvp fundamentally i think everyone kind of sucked equally i think everyone was equally annoying i think I did appreciate Whitney opening up about her like storyline and her healing journey. And it's like not easy to go through these things, of course, on national television Um, and for her to be like vulnerable about it and then also get caught up in bad weather shenanigans. And I don't know, no MVP for me, but an appreciation for vulnerability (laughs) shared on the show. There we go. (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes Salt Lake City until next year. Hopefully they up their game. You know, I think they they had it hard because their well, their first season was 
off the charts. And then the second season was epic. So like, it's hard to keep that momentum going. It's hard to stay on the top when you start at the top. That's, I mean, I guess, but you have Beverly Hills, you have Jersey, you have, you know, like, I feel like they're, and you have stalwart shows that like start up. They're bad seasons too. They've just had a longer time to like, but here's the thing. They're good seasons. We're good enough for me to want to endure the bad seasons. Salt Lake, I just kind of want to give up halfway through each season. Like it starts off strong, but they have a problem finishing and closing, except the hot mic, which saved that season. Because otherwise, it was just kind of like a slow, casual drag, I thought. Yeah. The end, the end, end, of course. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, okay, moving on to, like, more exciting things. Well, I still, like, well, obviously, like, Potomac's still pretty exciting. We we're, we're, we just had the finale also. So we're, like, rounding up Potomac as well, which is wild. Yeah, I don't know about exciting. I've been kind of bored by Potomac. Um, But it was giving more than Salt Lake. Yes, definitely. By comparison. I mean, Potomac really, really got interesting, obviously, um, with this whole Juan and Robin situation that blew up. Mm. I mean, like, we also haven't like fully talked about it or like haven't pro or processed it. Like how like how are you how are you feeling about it? And like, is there anything in Robin's chart that you found like, oh, yeah, it makes sense why she like chose to handle it this way or like, I don't know, just any thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Um. First, not astrologically, and well, and then I see this backed up in her chart as well. But just when I'm thinking mm -hmm. off the bat, you know, I was listening to her on Watch What Happens Live, where Andy really was digging into her about the whole story that Sean gave and whether she bought it or not, because it was mm -hmm. loose. You know, that was not a good yeah. ex ex explanation or whatever. Um, but it's like. They've been together for so long and he's already cheated on her once. And here she is cheating on him again. Sorry, he is cheating on her. Um like that's a plot twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh like everyone's all up in arms that she didn't sign a prenup or get an infidelity clause, but it's like the dudes cheated on her twice and she hasn't gone anywhere. She's not going to go anywhere. So mm. then when I look at her chart, like she has mm ascendant it's in virgo she has this need to be perfect and to show mm -hmm. the world that things are perfect and that she's committed and she's gonna make it work like especially mm -hmm. like, appearance because it's on her ascendant like how she comes off to the world it's like very important mm -hmm. and this placement is in opposition to venus which is conjunct her descendant um but it's in her sixth house so like i feel like she's kind of willing to be blinded by him because it helps keep up that perfect image um <laughs> that she's kind of had all these years because it's like become part of her routine her day-to-day -day covering up for the things that he's done to her um she's mm. it's interesting because so the the venus is on the descendant uh in pisces right mm -hmm. it? mm -hmm. but like it's kind of reading mars venus conjunct mars and scorpio to me in terms of the deep 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 love but in an unhealthy way not in the beautiful way that that can be expressed well you know juan has i think venus and mars and scorpio oh interesting mm -hmm. yeah interesting. yeah so like venus and pisces it's just kind of a little too sympathetic and understanding mm -hmm. 
like even like again when we go back to watch what happens live like her explaining his story for the infidelity it was so Mm -hmm. painful to hear her like she's just in Mm -hmm. well ebony said i think ebony was like robin's good because robin gave nothing away um which to your point is like so very very tight-lipped virgo in um yeah interesting interesting yeah i yeah i mean i i, I do I, I see what you're saying oh you know what's interesting too i just realized her she has like mars and mercury um in pisces as well right um and her south node which we, i think we had posted on the story but it's also like forming an aspect to her jupiter and cancer like it's forming a trine so it's like a really nice flow so and then with Pisces energy, you know, Jupiter is is the ruler of Pisces, co-rules it with Neptune. She has Neptune and Sag in her, like, fourth house, right, a family. So, like, there is such an importance, I think, that Robin places on family and, like, perception of family and how ultimately also chasing, like, some maybe some fairy tale type of happily ever after. Like, we did it after all the challenges I all the ups and downs we fucking finally made it and we stayed together for the family um and like taurus taurus moon's very loyal too um so and she has a chiron in taurus so there is a fear of losing the bonds like these are very much tied to her self-worth because you know of that taurus second house association as well um yeah, I mean, it's a tough spot for Robin to be in. She has her son in Aries and Pluto in Libra, so it's definitely going to be an interesting eclipse cycle also coming up. Aries and Libra um in her like second house and eighth house of resources and shared resources. Um so, you know, just interesting to see what might come up moving forward with her. Yeah. Yeah, also, um, just sorry, going back to, like, the Venus in Pisces, mm. it's, like, a placement of kind of being wrapped up, so wrapped up in the other person, you forget about yourself, mm. right? and Robin's got her son in Aries um, mm-hmm. in opposition with Pluto in Libra. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times the other person kind of wins out in most of her relationships. And we've kind of seen this on the mm-hmm. show. Going back to your point about this upcoming eclipse cycle, I think it will be really interesting to watch Robin and see how mm-hmm. this affect her. Also, I was thinking about it and like the worst part of there's so many bad parts about all this, but like I feel mm-hmm. like the worst part about Juan cheating on her mm-hmm. that he claims he was bored during but it's like now you have the potential to bring not just stds into my house but covid like oh yeah like that's next level egregious to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean you know how i feel about libras just kidding i don't (laughs) like feel a way about libras but i feel like i have been not intentionally shit talking libras on this show but like the libra men the libra house husbands have like you know <laughs> peter's like so Lib- peter's a Lib- like he had libra somewhere i remember but there was just you know like a more flirty a more motivationally driven by establishing human relationships and contact and things like that so like when he said he was bored That's i can totally 
fun. I can totally see that being like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm bored. I can't stay at home. I want to go socialize. And so let me socialize. Yeah. Like, I have Libran friends who, like, they can't stay at home, really, which is so funny. Like, every time they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm staying at home, which is so Scorpio rising of me. Like, I am home alone. I don't want to be bothered. And they're like, but we're out. Let's hang out. Da -da -da. I'm like, yeah, that sounds nice for you. Well, speaking of not leaving the house or houses. Oh, my gosh. We got to talk about Ashley buying this house with Michael. Oh, after the lawyer advised against it. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Um, You know, it was just very interesting, I think the way that Ashley chose to handle herself this whole season and like you know obviously we started the divorce storyline and we end it now with this sort of conclusion um but it's interesting given her role in the meddling around everyone else's relationships I was just like girl is not dealing with her own stuff it's like very Actually, you know what's interesting? You brought up, like, the Virgo rising thing, right? About Robin. And, like, Ashley also has Virgo rising. Or she is a Virgo rising. So, to me, it's also very much, like, and with her Mercury in Gemini and Venus in Gemini. There's And Sun in Gemini. There's just always going to be so much. Um, almost, like, telling yourself a f narrative. Convincing yourself otherwise. Um to maintain sort of this like image of perfection or in your mind it's very similar to robin stuff right um ultimately not mm -hmm. same in the same like i'm not drawing like the husband comparison or anything i'm just more drawing the comparison of um how they're both choosing to articulate and like defend or i don't know justify things um yeah. And they both happen to have Virgo Risings as well. Mm hmm. Yeah. I was looking at um, like her moon in the eighth house. Mm -hmm. The eighth house is, uh, you know, all that like shared resources and like merging things with others. Mm -hmm. um, so like very much a divorce house or like a marriage house. Uh, but so mm -hmm. with the in the eighth, like even though it's in Aries, which is all about individuality, uh, I could see how it could be really hard for her to uncouple from the mm -hmm. other in the provider. And like generally the moon in the eighth has a really intense need for security. Also, mm -hmm. interestingly, this placement is often associated with marrying above your own financial means or like gaining mm. through marriage. Um, but she also has Jupiter and Taurus, right? And that's like in her ninth house of like personal right. beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like really needing that security. I mean, we can see mm -hmm. it. She's afraid that without him, she's not going to be able to afford the lifestyle that she's become comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like ultimately why she said they bought the house through the LLC, like 13,000 a month. She's like, I don't want to I don't know that I can be responsible for that. Mm -hmm. um, she also has Chiron and Gemini, which is generally associated with like a wound around communication but i think mm -hmm. with being sign of the child it like or children it could also just be 
like a Peter Pan wound and like kind of afraid to like mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, mm. Oh, I love that interpretation. That's a really, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Really and interesting. that is in opposition with Saturn. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, a, like that, ba- like being bound to authority and afraid to like grow into it yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, also with that Chiron in Gemini, it's like, it's funny because obviously you see actually, I think as I said before, like meddling a whole lot this season. Like she's always been a little bit of a potster. And I think that's why we all like love her because she's, she understands the housewife's assignment um, very well. But it's just evolutionarily, like, I don't really see that being so great, right? Because you're it's almost like a that wound around communicate. It's like not being honest with yourself or like not forming an opinion or like just like I found it interesting now that I think about it. You know, she was very loyal to Monique during like the whole Candace like Monique hair thing. Like she wrote Monique's character witness, um, things like that. So like Ashley does have her loyalties for sure. Um, I just think she evolutionarily should not be running her mouth as much even though it is to the detriment of the show like but (laughs) yeah well I don't know I feel like okay here's like a side opinion I think in this season specifically of Potomac like too many people are actively trying to stir the pot Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. just to like calm down and just be themselves and live their lives I think trying to deflect from things they don't want brought up about them so they're yeah. trying to bring up things about other people like again to deflect from themselves but it's really just kind of backfiring because everyone knows what's going on with everyone else and then it comes out in this really passive aggressive way of like passing around photos of someone sitting with someone else uh yeah. you know that person knows that your husband cheated on you like it's too much it's too much um it's very funny because like Gis- giselle also has like a Virgo signature, right? She has like Sun, Mercury, and Virgo, Mars, and Virgo. Mars and Virgo, I always think of as like master producer, master editor. Um, and like Karen Huger has like her Virgo moon, <laughs> you know? So, like, there's just like a lot of that type of Virgo and energy. Too many people trying to take control of the situation. Too many people trying to take control of the situation, exactly. And like do PR <laughs> on themselves. But you know what? Like, you know, what I think is interesting. Like, coming back to Ashley, um, her coming mm-hmm. after the husbands because mm-hmm. it's a few of them that she comes mm-hmm. after and it's i don't it just kind of is giving not happy eddie oh my god that was so funny yeah it's giving like my marriage is falling apart so i need to tear everyone down with me mm. moon moon aries moon in the eighth vibes yeah that could definitely that too um like her Mercury is conjunct Venus, conjunct Chiron and Gemini, Gemini, as we said before. And I mentioned that it was opposing Saturn, but it's also in opposition to Uranus. So it's like rash and extreme statements. Um, mm. But with like at also being a Virgo rising, Uranus is likely in her fourth house. So it's also kind of like using your words to attack someone's family kind of makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, also, her Mars is squaring her sun. 
again, which is conjunct Mercury. So I think it's like when we look back, we see a lot of times Ashley really is cutting people with her words, but it's kind of in this very like light, hard, mischievous mm-hmm. way that doesn't seem as direct or as harsh until you yeah. kind of add them all back up together. And you see that like Ashley's often really coming hard for people. For sure. That's why she's like A plus housewife, because it's just done in such a very masterful way, I think, um, whether she's like intentionally doing it or not. Right. Like, who knows, really? But um, it it comes out effortlessly. OK, the only thing I the only other thing I wanted to say, because I thought this was interesting for on like a few levels, but mm. I don't know if you noticed, but Gordon and Mia, when he mm. was like, talking about her health stuff and oh my gosh, yeah. he said to her. Like they were talking about how like she was like, it's scary when like you think that someone's telling you you have cancer or like that's what mm-hmm. it is. And he goes, that's how you interpreted what they told you. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yes, like in the way that he said it, it was clearly like he knew that was not a thing that was never going to be the thing. But like she either heard it that way and interpreted that way or wanted to spin it in kind of like the Brooks, I have cancer, but I don't have cancer way. Um, mm. When you look at her chart, Mia's Neptune is in Capricorn zero degrees. It's conjunct her Mercury in Sagittarius. So like Neptune conjunct Mercury uh, is kind of like haze of how you see things, how you interpret things. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, my first gut reaction to like how that's played out is just she just literally lives by her own. It's like very, um, it's like very Teresa vibes a little bit because of like the Neptune Sag Mercury Taurus like situation. But oh, what I did find interesting about Mia was I didn't realize she has her South Node in Scorpio. I think maybe I did at one point, but it's just coming up more noticeably to me. And she has her Saturn in Scorpio conjunct that south node and you kind of see it with like I don't know I feel like the whole way she handled the Jacqueline relationship was like so fucked up on the show and like I'm still debating if like oh maybe they both like decided like okay we're gonna have this as a storyline and I'll come back you and support you but somewhere along the way maybe Jacqueline kind of like got wasn't cut out for it um, and like actually got hurt in the process because I definitely felt like hurt coming from Jacqueline. Um, but that Saturn and South Node in Scorpio, like Mia's always presenting like I'm fun and I'm like loud and like there's she's just very extra and loud. But I think she's just also very vindictive. Um, and there's just like so there's like a little more ulterior motivation underscoring a lot of how she presents yeah, that makes sense. The South Node in um, Scorpio. I don't remember who said it, but someone on, I think it was on a Watch What Happens Live. I like binged them, which was an issue because then I couldn't separate them out in my head. But mm-hmm. someone was comparing Mia to another housewife on a different franchise and was saying that both of them would be so much better if only they would just be themselves and stop trying to. Mm-hmm manufacture how they were coming off and I've like felt this so much about Mia I feel like she just feels awkward like and like she doesn't fit in and is trying to be a cool girl but because she's trying it's going to just ruin it no matter what Uh, oh that I feel like that also because she also has her Chiron in Gemini like Ashley 
Um, so it kind of like would make sense. Like, I, I she is desperately trying to fit in with this crew with these. Yeah, and what she's an Aquarius Sun. What's her Aquarius placement? Uh, Mars and Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. So like that kind of it squares her Pluto and Scorpio of community, but not feeling like you are and mm-hmm. kind of feeling like an outsider. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, even like you said this before too on the show, like, uh, you know, usually you look for multiple clues in the chart to kind of arrive at a certain conclusion with um some amount of certainty, obviously, but that Mars and Mars and Aquarius squaring Pluto in Scorpio is also sort of like another piece to that manufactured sense of self in the community and like in how she takes control or feels safe by like man or putting up or fronting or I don't know because ultimately you don't like really know a whole lot about Mia low-key Mia's currently going through her nodal return as well like she's like finishing it up I guess um and it's also interesting to see like how everything kind of went down around her shared resources um you know such a Scorpio thing and how that kind of got taken away from her which is also very interesting um the timing of it all so but another fan favorite well I guess I don't know if me as a fan favorite but <laughs> someone who I think is a fan favorite uh who's also going through their nodal return, who's actually going through their nodal return exactly. Like, the degrees are hitting, like, you know what I mean? Like, right now, Alexia from Miami, which is wild, which is so wild. Um, First of all, we, like, got a couple of requests from people asking for us to cover, like, the Alexia-Teresa situation, which we'll do in a bit. But we haven't actually really talked about Alexia at all watching the last few episodes how um how has your opinion evolved of alexia or are you still alexia stan how do we feel i feel like this season's been a little rough and maybe it is what oh no 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 no. for her like how i feel about her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh i I guess your what is that you don't agree um by that i mean i kind of had like a heather situation with her where like i really really Mm. loved alexia and i feel like she's a bit of a mean girl this season Mm. um she also has been saying some really cringy things. I think it's like oh this Pisces moon sextiling her Mercury and Venus is giving her kind of this like I'm above it all feeling. Sorry, her Mercury was in what? Taurus? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Taurus. Yeah, sorry. I said Mercury and Venus. Venus rules Taurus. Um, yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> re- re- rewind, rewind. Um, yeah, yeah okay, no, so, no, like, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Interesting. What are your thoughts? I mean... I find Alexia to be just such a house a housewife that gives, you know, and like she said definitely some really cringe shit this season and has like her own set of morals, obviously. Um, but what I found really funny, and this was like just based off yesterday's episode even, was how she was so not into Julia's crystal shit and like was so taken aback that they went to the brujeria. Um the botanica i guess um it was just like it's wild because she has this trine right this water trine jupiter and cancer chiron and pisces neptune and scorpio so i feel like there is sort of like some ish it's like previously around being burned by this sort of thing um it's like a 
past lifetime type of thing. So it comes out in such a in such like a fear based type of way. Like, oh, don't say don't even think negatively about it. Don't say anything negatively if you walk into a store like that. But it's hilarious because it's like, oh, you can then talk shit about people as long as it's not in like this con- this space <laughs> in the botanica shop <laughs> in the yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's so funny it's just but you know alexa is very spiritual that way and i think like that's also something um her and marisol like you know bond over and you can kind of see it in their friendship too oh my god speaking of their friendship the idea of going to get a mystery shot a mystery fat oh my god shot of god knows what I mean, I feel like as Alexia herself would say, no way, bro. Like no I'm all way, set bro. on a mystery shot. She didn't even ask questions. It was just like, oh, it's going to help me lose weight. Like, great. Here's my butt cheek. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, she has Mars and Libra. So it is very like, I feel like Mars and Libra is um, it's like a placement that I can see, you know, like trigger happy with the plastic surgery or trigger happy with like perfection or things that can help you attain perfection. Um, and that's also, you know, trining her Venus in Gemini. Like, what's the latest fad? What's the latest beauty thing? Like, totally can see that happen. And I don't know. I feel like, where is her Venus? Oh, yeah. Her Venus in Gemini, like, rules over her Mercury in Taurus, right? And her North Node in Taurus and her Sun in Taurus. Sun in Taurus so, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, she is just, it's so Venusian. Um, it's just very funny. <laughs> Yeah, and I just, Venus I just thought that was Mars so and Libra. funny, especially yeah. because in the news right now is that that yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought that oh. like that full circle or like that tie was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is it you know Alexia is so interesting, and I was trying to find Frankie, her son's mm. uh, birth chart, because like what what a story he has yeah. like how incredible and i think like it's it's so fascinating because like so much of what we've seen of alexia on this show is like her having to overcome these really huge life-changing things like mm-hmm. her son getting in this accident having to nurse him back to health and being told that like he was going to be a vegetable and now he's getting a job and going to live on his own and like all these it's like it's so incredible and it's like a testament to what she did and the work that she put in mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. like the faith that she had going back to what you were saying about this like spirituality um mm-hmm. that's just like inherent within her uh, mm-hmm. and then there was like the whole thing with um oh what was her he- ex-husband's name is her with an h herman herman like mm-hmm. uh dying and then I was like which one yay <laughs> and um yeah like she's had all these really intense situations on the show so now here's a season where she just got married you know even the season where she was getting married like her son got into some uh mm-hmm. legal things with the with his girlfriend and the cops and then her mom died and it was just like like she's like, always something and now mm-hmm. here she's like finally in this like as uh her Teresa love bubble call it her love bubble um yes. <laughs> and uh and we're not seeing that same positive mm-hmm. alexia we're seeing kind of like a like mm-hmm. i said a like mean a girl, girl yeah. for like lack of so i just thought that that was really interesting and again it was like very similar with what we what i feel like happened with heather not that heather was going through all those things but just like here we see this fun sweet heather um and then she becomes kind of like 
evil and vindictive, Heather. Mm. Well, it is interesting, right? Because Uranus is moving through Taurus. Um, and it is, it was kind of still hitting her son, like, a little bit, I think. It's still conjunct-ish, so she's definitely feeling the effects. So it is, it is interesting to see her one break out and I forget how when Miami first came on um but there has been an evolution I don't know it is a very it is very interesting and honestly I mean this full moon in Leo was also aspecting Uranus I mean I'm just thinking about her chart and like the current transits that are in the air if you will in the cosmos like transiting Jupiter is hitting her Saturn um She's going through her nodal return. Uranus is hitting her sun. Um, Venus is opposing Pluto. Um, you know, just there's a lot going on in Alexia's chart. And like Saturn is in conjunct with Jupiter, her natal Jupiter at this moment in time, too. So I wonder, I just wonder what's happening. There's just a lot of activity going on. And we don't know her rising, so it's harder for even to even say like what areas of life things are happening in. Right. Um, but I mean, with that comment about how she was born to be a star, I can't not not see her other than a Leo rising. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. She just gives, especially since there's nothing else in Leo for her. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be that. <laughs> it, I mean, it's. I would love, and I, you know, she's never going to give us because I feel like it's this very same realm of like, don't speak of me, don't, in- yeah, you know, yeah, ill yeah, intentions yeah. and things like that. So, but there's no ill intention. I think Alexia is like a really fascinating chart story. And I think that there are significant things happening. It's just, it would be interesting to see like what comes up over the, or what we end up finding out over the next few weeks, next few months or so. Yeah. On a personal level, I thought it was really interesting that this whole thing came up with the, uh, you don't know what energy you can be calling in when you mm-hmm. quote unquote play around with that kind of stuff. Um, because mm-hmm. I had been listening to a podcast on um Saturn's association with the occult, and mm-hmm. they were saying how like basically like Saturn's somehow tied to the moon. I was listening at 2x speed and I don't remember it all. It was like two hours <laughs> of information being shot at me very quickly. Um But like Saturn's associated with the moon and they're talking about like how all these, especially women, are now like getting back into uh, rituals and connecting with the earth and the moon cycles and all these things. And like the moon is associated with the darker side of stuff. And so like they were basically saying that you don't know what you're calling in when you're doing a full moon manifestation or you have an altar and you're talking to your ancestors. Like you don't really know what energy you're calling in. So it was so interesting that I listened to that. And then here Alexia is saying it and it's like, there are no coincidences. Check Emma. Like we're going to reel it back. Be like, but I, at the end of the day, I really do feel that everything comes down to intention. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. That's Be true. Careful out there, listeners. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think it's in, the last thing I'll say, I guess, about this transit action for her is in, involving Saturn. And, you know, to your point, like Saturn, the moon, and rituals and intentionality. Saturn will be moving into Pisces. Like, oh my gosh, it's like less than a month now. Or it's just kind of crazy to think about. Um, and that's also going to be like, at, you know, hitting her moon. And she has Chiron and Pisces. Um, so 
just interesting thing to think about. Has she ever talked about like wanting more kids on this show? I forget. Or is she like done? Alexia? Yeah, with Todd. Do you remember? No, she has not. But I would love to talk about Julia and the baby. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Do you have that any thoughts really on that? Well, one, I really appreciated that convo she had with Gertie. That was really lovely. That's just more of like a personal opinion more than like a astrological thought. But I wish we knew Julia's rising also because I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure her having or like her adopting. I mean, I don't know. It's like weird to say that. I'm not sure if her adopting and doing something so beautiful and amazing is really maybe the best path for her. It's like it is just such a cancerian response to a problem. Um, but yeah, that was like my initial reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on this because mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. Um mm-hmm. my first non- astrological response was um unhealthy response to empty <laughs> nest syndrome right uh, um uh. and then i looked at her chart she's got uh. sun mercury mars all in cancer mm-hmm. she's got her jupiter and her north node in capricorn so her south nodes in cancer yeah. uh, so I kind of see this as her being stuck in her cancer south node expression, which is like it's hard when your sun and your Mars and your Mercury are in the same place as your south node because mm-hmm. you're going to be that thing. It's just going to be expressed in different ways. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about like evolving with the sign. But she's mm-hmm. kind of unable to move out of this caregiver and nurturing role into that of authority or mastery or, you know, the other things that are associated with Capricorn. Um, mm-hmm. but then she's also she's about to have her Chiron return and it will be conjunct mm-hmm. Jupiter. And I think even Venus also it will be conjunct in Aries. Um so I like Chiron is like about, you know, it's your wound. And so, okay. I kind of see this as a few things. Oh, also her natal, sorry, just to like to round out all the players that are coming into this thought, her mm. natal Venus is in mm-hmm. Gemini, which is the sign of children. Again, I think mm-hmm. we mentioned that earlier. So like, I think that with her Chiron return, she's either going to decide she doesn't actually want kids and she's ready to move on to the next phase or considering what martina is going through right now with battling cancer Mm -hmm. maybe being the caregiver to julia sorry to martina will help Mm -hmm. kind of fulfill that need of caretaker Mm -hmm. or the Mm -hmm. thought because energy can go anyway is that maybe on her chiron return she'll actually get the baby because i was looking in the news to see if maybe they had decided that they don't want it anymore but all i see is that they're still talking about wanting a baby adopting um Mm. so that was kind of i just yeah the cancer capricorn stuff was very interesting for me yeah i mean you know there's so much cardinal energy right in her chart and to know that we're also again coming up in to a cardinal eclipse season in Aries and Libra. So like there are these square aspects. So harmonious or sorry, not harmonious. They might be difficult. They might be hard, but integrative growth aspects um, that might be challenging. That's 
a whole lot of that's coming her way. And on top of that, as you said, she has a Chiron in Aries. And that in of itself is already gonna trigger some things, I'm sure. Her chart is very um family karma oriented. You know, I that Chiron in Aries to me also can translate to like the fear of being alone. Um and then Mars and Cancer lords over that, right? So like she needs her family. She needs family to really feel like she's not alone. Like I'm not even sure like a partner is sufficient because cancer is such a, and not to take away, you know, if you're North node in Capricorn, South node in cancer, it's not saying like, don't be a mom. Like it's not at all. It's just more, where is she learning? Like it's very easy for people to fall into roles with cancer energy. It is because in family, you kind of define people like you're the mom, you're the sister, you're the brother. Like if Julia's role so far has been I'm mom but who am I if I'm not mom it's uh yeah it's just it's interesting that she'd fall back into into it um her Saturn in Gemini also was ruling over that north node so like lessons around her voice lessons around children even maybe to bring up your association with Venus and Gemini and Venus and children um both of those are ruled by that Mercury and Cancer. Again, so much family undertone really hitting every aspect for her in the chart. Um, I think if it was even just her, she would still be trying to adopt another baby. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even though, like, we see, like, things can play out as Tasha said. Like, you don't have to not have a kid. You don't have to have a kid. Like, it's not about children. It's about nurturing and like mm -hmm. able to nurture something it could be plants it could be animals but we see she has a ton of animals and that's mm -hmm. not scratching that itch for her um mm -hmm. so yeah i just want to like this is making me think of god i wish i remember who said it but someone said sorry that my brain jumped to a completely different topic um mm. i'm thinking about like lisa and lenny and mm -hmm. one of the ladies said men aren't wired for family like when talking about how he was oh yeah going adriana adriana wasn't yeah. her okay but then like when we look back at our analysis of lenny's chart which was yeah. i guess a few months ago at this point like he is wired for family yeah so i just thought that comment was so interesting it's really stuck with me um also yeah. i'm like in lisa i I feel like, and someone said this too, um, maybe Kiki said this. I, like, I feel like Lisa's been in denial and Lenny- Marisol. Marisol said it. Okay, Marisol. Like, Lenny's yeah. probably been telling her straight up that he's wanted this for a while. Like, her yeah. Neptune in Sagittarius, I think, is at play here. Um, mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. and, her moon. It's trying her Mars conjunct yeah. Pluto Jupiter Saturn her moon is also trining her sun conjunct her Mercury so by the transitive properties like these are all also aspecting Neptune um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah <sighs> I mean Lisa with her like Leo first of all Leo energy is just so romantic right like it is very much also about like wanting that fairy tale ending um and she has her son in Leo I can see and like with her Virgo moon like there is like this maintaining perfectionism Mars and Libra same type of energy right like let us maintain and Saturn in Libra and it's like it's interesting that she has Saturn in Libra um, because then it is lessons around like what is like what is actual ease and joy and serenity you seek is it this perfectionism because clearly you were not happy or at least it 
someone was not happy. This this marriage did not ultimately work out. Are you deluding yourself into thinking like that for the sake of maintaining the expectation of a relationship? Um, and of course, Venus and Cancer, you know, is so family oriented around that. Again, very similar um, to Julia's Cancerian sort of undertone. Um, yeah, and the North Node in Cancer here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just kind of want to, like, it's obviously, like, everyone's very, you know, we're all, I guess, Team Lisa, and how Lenny is going about it is very um, severe, very harsh, and it is very triggering, and it is, you know, like, it's, like, no one wants to wake up and, like, feel like you have the world swept from underneath you, right? Like, regardless if that was the reality or not, like, her emotions are so are very valid and real but totally. i will say jupiter in scorpio for her is interesting she's the only jupiter in scorpio in the cast um there's aside from gertie not a whole lot of scorpio there's like neptune and scorpio generations mostly um but yeah she has like a more personal scorpio type of placement oh Nicole has her Saturn in Scorpio. Um, sorry, just a train of thought. But Jupiter in Scorpio, just there's a little more that meets the eye. There's also like a lot more loyalty. So I can kind of see that both ways, right? Like she's trying to maintain and be really fixed about it. Um, feeding into all of that other placements. I like um, your point about the Virgo moon. Um mm -hmm like wanting to keep up the perfection kind of in the same way that Robin's Virgo ascendant mm -hmm. uh, wants to. So yeah, it's interesting the different ways that plays out. And I wonder, we'll never know, of course, but I wonder yeah. if Lenny had wanted, like, I feel like if Lenny had wanted to stay with her, she would have stayed with him. It would have gone the way of Robin and Juan. Um, mm. Yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. But we did say earlier we were going to come back and loop around to this Teresa Alexia uh, situation. I mean, it's so funny. I think like you had mentioned, we had had side conversations about this. And like, I wonder, you know, you were like, oh, Teresa is going to probably do really well in Miami if she like ever were to make it down um, when she like decides to move from Jersey or whatever. Yeah, I feel like she would fit in with the Miami cast very well. Um mm -hmm in terms of like demeanor what she enjoys to do the way she dresses the way like her fieriness and their fire like i just feel like in so many ways she would fit that cast beautifully yeah you know initially like i couldn't fully see it and then you've and now also knowing this alexia series as industry like oh my god yeah like totally it totally makes sense i mean for starters right Oof. They both have Mercury and Taurus. They both are Taurus suns. Um, and in fact, I think Alexia's, I believe Alexia's Mercury is actually like kind of conjunct um, Teresa's Mercury as well. So like, you know, maybe like there's like similar thoughts, similar mindedness. Um, but also Alexia's North Node and Sun and Taurus is also conjunct Teresa's Mercury. It's like a very significant um, placement or like sinistry between the both of them. Almost as if like, I feel like Teresa is going to be helping her evolutionarily get to a certain point. 
maybe because they have shared they have like shared experience i know teresa leading alexia to like anywhere to anywhere to like evolutionary alignment of sorts but I, i think it is interesting also because alexia like think about it like they both have gone through so much on the show they have both had to deal with things very pragmatically and very just like these are the facts this is the reality and there's an acceptance like there is a bond I see between the both of them just from that connection alone right like they both also like nice things and like they both think very traditionally about stuff they view the world very traditionally like Taurus is such a social customs and very Venusian and like hosting and like decorum mm, decorum like what's acceptable to fight about or not in public <laughs> yeah no you know i can compl- i agree with you and when i look at my notes about the two of them all that i have is talking about like how their north nodes and south nodes interact with the other person's placement so mm-hmm. um whether it's helping each other evolve or keeping each other in south node expressions i think is you know will tbd um but it is and like you can see a karmic connection between the two of them and they definitely uh you know we could see a friendship Mm -hmm. for sure also i just realized this alexia has her jupiter in cancer like 27 degrees and Teresa has her south node in cancer yes Yes. that's literally my first note (laughs) yeah i mean what i'm saying is like alexia's could trigger Teresa's south node it could it could also, I wonder what they were to each other in a past life. It feels like like they definitely knew each other in a past life, which is, I mean, Jupiter on your south node, like someone, someone who, I don't know, maybe Alexia was someone like Teresa looked up to, someone like a guide, if you will, like, uh, I don't know, that Jupiter placement is very, is very, very interesting. Um also because it sextiles Alexis, Venus, and Gemini. So I wonder if they were maybe sisters even in a past life. I could see it. Elder sister to Teresa in a past life somehow. I could see it. And I love it. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Older sister, in theory, Teresa is the sister of Melissa. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. And I mean, they have, I mean, if you haven't checked out our Jersey binge also, we like do a whole like, Melissa from the perspective of Teresa and like it's very interesting karmically too what they were to each other maybe in their past life like role reversal vibes yeah listen to episode part one it's all about like the OG cast and Mm -hmm. then part two is kind of like the new New Jersey um the new 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 jersey (laughs) the new 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 jersey both are great both are great like moving over to Jersey now obviously you know one, I loved this premiere. I one, first of all, I'm just so excited to be here, everyone, like live watching it with everyone and like caught finally fucking caught up. Jesus Christ, that took an eternity. Um, but you in the first episode already, I feel like see Teresa's evolution come through just by the way she's like talking about her self-analysis, even like how she was like, oh, like. I'm like, no, no. And, you know, I'm just like him. And it's interesting because she has Saturn in Gemini. Um, very fixed assumptions, like what she might have learned from her parenting. Uh, that Saturn and sort of like Neptune fusion, like beliefs really laying down the law. And, you know, I think Teresa, as we said before, lives by her own set of rules. So we definitely see where she got that from. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we are going to see Teresa 3.0, which will be really fun. We've already talked about Teresa 1.0 and 2.0. So it will be really excited to see Teresa 3.0. Definitely. I mean, I, that was so cutting though, what she said, like now that I have Louie's family, it's filling the void I never had before. It was very clear, straight to the point. And I think it really did hit, right? Like she has Mars and Venus and Cancer. Fam- that are, those are fighting words for family. And family means everything. And for you to say this is just such a, it's just such a statement to whip out episode one of the season. I thought it was interesting that last season we saw Louis trying to bring Joe and Teresa together. Mm-hmm. And even here, uh, we have that like text message being sent about uh, joining them for Teresa's birthday and like mm-hmm. about reaching back out again. But it's like when we then cut to Louie and Teresa talking about the text message, the way that he is, it's like not really trying to calm her down and bring it together. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, fuck them. Like, We've got this, babe. It's you and me. So I thought the switch mm. was interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I didn't pick up on that, but I guess I got to go back and like watch it again. Because um, it's funny. I literally had to know like, oh, yeah, I really like that. He's like kind of this like mediator therapist, you know, it's like also very Torian. Like, let's ease and form bonds and move on. And like, let's just try to make it work. Um, but you're right. He did. There, I mean, there, to every Torian side, there's also a Scorpio side, right? Just because there is that axis. So I think maybe push comes to shove at a certain point. It's like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm just over this. And he's only had to deal with Melissa and Joe for like two seasons. Yeah. Or he was only doing Melissa. it as a front, thinking mm-hmm. it would like get Teresa. And now that he's got her and he sees that she's not really interested in that, it's like, okay, I'm not going to waste my energy. I'm got my family, whatever. Mm. what I thought was also interesting was the way Teresa said like in her Marge reconciliation like that conversation I appreciate it I you know what I think that's where the the Louis note came from I appreciated the way he was like talking her down from like completely just veering off course like that grounded Torian presence like in the room um and they like had a very successful conversation all things considered until of course Marge decides to like go bone collect somewhere and like um shares all this information with melissa which granted melissa is her destiny so it's like it would be hard to not think that marge would not do that um but i found it interesting that Teresa disclosed like i give melissa all these tests and she keeps failing them right ultimately um that I wondered was an if you... interesting statement that she made yeah and here's the thing i think i've also said this to you like i just feel like melissa keeps failing her tests like mm-hmm. and it's not that and I can see on both sides why they would be wary of each other. Again, like, you know, Teresa and Melissa's karma is very deep. It really is triggering. Like, Teresa really does have an internalized belief that Melissa, like, has split up the family. And you do kind, you do really see that in their sinistry. I just, I just don't know, like, like, as Dolo said, like, on Watch What Happens Up, I just don't know how they can kind of move forward from this. Like, that Jupiter and Capricorn opposing Mars and Venus and Cancer for Teresa is speaking yeah, very loudly. To. They're not going yeah. to. It's over. Yeah. It's, it's, it's over. Um, yeah. But I think, 
you know, with Louis, I see the way that he's quote unquote helping Teresa evolve and grow mm-hmm. as being both good and it also seems controlling and manipulative at the same time. Mm-hmm. Manipulative, maybe not. Controlling and some mm. other adjective that I can't think of right now. But like we saw it with Joe Judice too. Like sometimes the man will say something and it's just like, oh, okay, babe. Mm. What you say? Mm. That's what you Um, and Saturn's like on her ascendant, as we've talked about before, uh, mm-hmm. in opposition to Neptune. So like this kind of authority and letting authority control how you're perceiving mm. others. Um, Joe wouldn't let me do a fitness competition. I can't be seen as that. Then he's away. Now I can do this. Mm-hmm. This man wants me to be less angry. He wants me to like come off this certain way. Okay, I'll do that for him. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay, we have to talk about the new girl. Oh. So yes, what, we definitely what are do. your initial thoughts on... Um, Rachel and Danielle. Yes, Rachel and Danielle. <laughs> also yeah. known as girl born in 1991 and Staten oh. chick. <laughs> like I am born in 1991 and I feel I felt that. I was just like, oh, I don't really want to be watching people my age in Housewives land. I can watch people my age on like, I don't know, Love is Blind or something, which Agreed. came out today. So I'm also very excited for that later. Um, But... Okay, oh, well, I was just going to go start with 1991 Girl, but Rachel <laughs> is a Taurus Sun Sag Moon, and I, like, actually deeply believe to be a Scorpio Rising, just because of, like, that Marge comment in the preview, like, she kind of looks like Elvira or something, like, she give me Elvira vibes, or, like, you know, like, the jet black hair, like, it's very dark features, it's, like, I can definitely see it, and if she's, like, I'm the authority at home, like, at what I say goes, there is, like, this notion of the authority power, so, like, I found her interesting only because she like didn't look at Jackie, I guess, and <laughs> Jackie was trying to get some film time. That was so funny. Um, but otherwise, like I think I need more from her. I do feel like it's interesting to see who she's like come in with. So she's definitely like you know with Margaret, Melissa, like that kind of crew. So we'll be we'll be interesting to see how that progresses. Um, but I really like Danielle. I really, really, really like Danielle. I found her so funny. She's like a Leo Sun Scorpio Moon. I feel like, oh, I love her relationship with her husband. And obviously that's just off of like one short clip in the first episode, right? But what about you? Like, do you have any like vibes or are you just like kind of going to want to suss it out a little more? Yeah, I need to suss out more. Um, mm. I feel like the girls can either get on really great with the cast um, because mm-hmm. of their placements or it could be horrible. But like there's, we've got, you know, they've got a Taurus and Leo. We already have some of those in the mm-hmm. cast there's no one with Sagittarius um unless mm-hmm. we have a Sagittarius rising in the mix that we don't know about so I think that will be interesting and also like that Scorpio moon on Danielle um mm-hmm. you know Scorpio moons they can go so many different ways but it's always fun to watch so yeah they added they like jumped right in they did their job they understood the assignment they are here I'm here for it I'm very here for it um, you said that we don't maybe have any other SAGs in the cast. I actually have, like, this is sort of, like, I wonder if Jen Aiden might be a SAG rising. Um, just, you know, kind of just throwing that out there. But 
her fight with Dolores, like that. Oh, the only thing I really wanted to say to that because I, it's so funny because I can I I see both sides and I understand both sides. So I'm here for just the drama, but <laughs> she has like Jen has to me when Jen was like, it's because I'm nice and you're not nice as like her argument back to Dolores is so it's so like Aries of her you know what I mean like this is just my quick response and Dolores is like more calculated more thought out like there is like a a a method and there's a logic and and Jen's like blah basically um which is like Capricorn and Aries are like the complete yeah like the baby and the grandfather it's like such different energies that is definitely like the epitome of that fight like it's really interesting also when Jen was like you look like an old handbag I mean her mercury is in Taurus so like it's so funny how how did I miss that comment that's like I don't like that that's so sad that was the last comment she said right before like her and Bill left the calendar shoot and you look like an old handbag and I was like her Mercury's in Taurus, right? Like, definitely, because that's just such a Taurian thing to say. I feel like, like, let me hit you with like a material object. Uh, read. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah, but I'm sure, like, well, you know, Jen, Aiden, and Dolores. It's, oh my God, yes, of course. Like you said, her Mercury's in Taurus, and I was thinking, and isn't it opposing Uranus? Like, yes, we were talking about yes. this before. Like Dolores. I'm sorry, not Dolores. Um, Jennifer just comes out with these like random fucking mm-hmm. digs that are just like witty and bright, but also just like not expected necessarily. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's. I think that's why. Like, I don't like. I don't know. Like, what the general perception is on Jennifer Aiden. I think she's like so entertaining. Oh, is she who that person said? Um, Mia was like. Or like oh yes role. yes that was exactly the comparison thank you mm, and mm-hmm. I agree I totally she's also that. not fully being herself but she's more herself than Mia is um she's coming into her own a little more I think like before obviously and you know what Mar Margaret actually did her a solid not to say like you should ever um disclose someone, someone else's out. affairs yeah yeah you should never do that never 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 but obviously like in hindsight and seeing how she's evolved and reacted to that like you got to see a more genuine version of jen aiden and i think it endeared her to a lot of people um and i think you know it is a very wow it's so funny to talk about like vulnerability it is very mercury pluto today um but yeah i like jen aiden i think it'll be interesting to see this fight with dolo progress through the season i think they're just not mm. really friends but dolores is capricornian enough and mature enough to be able mm-hmm. to exist in a space and show up and do her job capricorn yeah uh, yeah oh sasha yeah, agrees that's what i think you. about the two <laughs> yeah sasha clearly agrees with you he's like meowing up a storm he's just sasha always agrees with me sasha does always <laughs> definitely definitely but i think with this cat meow i guess you know sounds about we've talked long enough about this week this was definitely always going to be like a supersized episode just because of our hiatus and like all that good stuff um but i guess like the one major thing i guess to wrap up was oh my god end of an era for below deck captain lee is stepping down and oh i'm like the the, the show is going to be in good hands i really like captain carrie but damn like 
it is such an end of an era vibes, especially because this full moon in Leo was hitting um, Lee's Pluto in Leo, like very close degrees. You know, it was involving Uranus, like a change, like a shakeup in the norm. And he has like his son and Mercury in Scorpio, you know, like he's been, we've been having this eclipse season. It's coming to an end. It's just it's so much so many end of an era vibes. Um, and you even like know about Captain Lee. You don't even watch Below Deck very much. I know I don't watch Below Deck, but I watch like basically all the Watch What Happens lives. And I always love when he's on. I love mm-hmm. his like his opinions, his hot takes. I hope that even though he's not on the show anymore, he'll still show up on Bravo every here and there. Mm. He really is like, yeah, even though I don't watch that show, like I know him and I love him. And I think most Bravo fans know and love him. So it will be sad. Yeah. We'll miss oh. you, Captain Lee. We'll miss you, Captain Lee. But that's a wrap on this week, I think. We're signing off. Okay, great. Make sure to subscribe to House of Bravo wherever you're listening. Because we also have a very special Valentine's Day bonus episode coming next week. Um, We'll be revealing the other couples over the next couple of days. (laughs) So stay tuned. Yes, and so that you know which couples we're going to be reviewing, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Cosmic Clubhouse, where we'll be dropping audiograms along the way. And keep up with other Bravo Astrology news. Yes. If you ever want to say hi, our DMs are open. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Yes, and just so everyone knows, and I'm saying this to hold her accountable, Tasha's now going to be starting her OC binge because she has never watched Orange County. So uh, (laughs) I'm sure she'll bring us along that journey with her as well. So again, follow us on Instagram so that you don't miss out on that fun. All right. Until next week, guys. Take care. Bye.